0: Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey. Into the night sky, to the sunset shine. Into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. traveling.
1: This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with special guest host Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism. We're talking about family-friendly Halloween events this week. We'll learn about Jack O' Lanterns Unleashed in Mason and about a brick-or-treat monster party at Legoland Discovery Center in Auburn Hills. We'll tell you why you should head to Flint for the Halloween Ghosts and Goodies event at Crossroads Village and Tim will share what it's like to be on Mackinac Island for the spookiest night of the year. We get ready for Halloween as we travel Michigan Where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and back again today to reprise his role as a special guest host is Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dave. The only thing I have to say today is boo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, we are talking about family Halloween activities all around the state. So uh, something tells me you'll, you'll be back for, for more than just boo, and I'm happy to hear
2: that uh, you're back today. So let's get right to it. Where are we going to go to first, Tim? We're going to mid-Michigan. We're going to the Ingham County Fairgrounds, and we get to learn more about a really cool series of events from Lindsay McKeever, and she's the director of the Ingham County Fairgrounds. And, Lindsay, thanks for joining us and looking forward to learning more about your jack-o'-lantern Unleashed events.
3: Thanks for having me on.
1: So this is uh, coming up, uh, actually it's it's underway right now, right? Uh, you've done this uh, all this month and uh, you are underway with, it's called Jack O'Lanterns Unleashed. Tell us what that is.
3: Jack O'Lanterns Unleashed is a family friendly Halloween experience. We have over 5,000 hand-carved pumpkins that really transport our visitors into a Halloween wonderland. Um, it's family-friendly. No, it's uh, not scary at all. There's no jump scare. So it's really appropriate for all ages. Um, and it's just a really fun um, event.
1: Now, with your event, is this the type of event that people come out and do their own carving? Or are these professional carvers? Because I have seen uh, these pumpkins that have been done by professional carvers, and they put me to shame. Really beautiful work. <laughs>
3: Uh, Yeah, these are professional carvers. They're, um, you know, they're artists by trade and profession that carved our pumpkins for us. And um, yeah, we have some of these pumpkins took, you know, more than four hours for an individual for one pumpkin.
2: You know, the sizes of pumpkins are, they vary so much. And especially for mid-Michigan, you can get some huge uh, pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. Can you describe the differences between the small ones and the large ones?
3: Yes. Yeah, so our um, pumpkins are, are forever pumpkins here. So it's really a sustainable way to be able to bring the pumpkins back each year and um, create an opportunity for people to see the same scenes as last year and then build upon those scenes. So we have um, some live pumpkins in our show, but mostly we have these forever pumpkins. Uh, um, what,
1: what's a forever pumpkin? Is that not made out of real pumpkin then?
3: That's right. Oh. Yep. So these, these last for, forever. So Um, But they're all still hand-carved, and it's just a really cool um, way to be able to bring a show like this back year after year. And weekend after weekend, because, you know, your live pumpkins on your front porch don't always last um, Mm -hmm.
1: all, all October. Well, you know, the interesting thing about that is, I've always thought that the pumpkins are a really interesting medium to use, because as you cut into them, if you use a certain angle... And if you light from the inside of the pumpkin, you get different colorations. Is that the same thing with these forever pumpkins or is it just the light comes through the various, uh, you know, parts that you you cut out?
3: Uh, Yeah. So it is different based on the pumpkins are, you know, these pumpkins are hand molded by the artist. So um, it's different sometimes, you know, they're carving deep into the pumpkin or they're carving right through. Sometimes they're just um, scratching it. So. It's, it's similar to carving a real pumpkin, and it's just it's really neat to see how they can um, do all of this, this stuff and, and basically hand-make this, this artwork.
2: Well, there's one that really caught my attention, and that's the one of the Mackinac Bridge. How is that done?
3: Yeah, that one, um, you know, what happened was I sent them a picture mm-hmm. of the bridge or several pictures and they look at it. And I think that pumpkin took about six hours to carve.
1: <laughs> yeah, you think about um, trying to do something as intricate as that because of the, um, you know, the way the bridge is. It's kind of spindly, so to speak. Uh, I can't wait to see that myself. There are there are a bunch of themes, it says here. So what are the themes that uh, these pumpkins are, are, uh, are representing?
3: Yeah, so we have um, a military scene, we have a barnyard scene, a carnival, dinosaurs, we have under-the-sea princesses, um, there's frogs out there, there's spiders, um, there's a cemetery. Um, so there's just anything you can kind of think of, we probably have a pumpkin for it.
1: Well, and these are all at the Ingham County Fairgrounds right now on the weekends through the end of the month. Um, so you, you have 5,000. I mean, that takes up a big <laughs> amount of space.
3: Yes, it's about a half-mile walk from beginning to end.
1: That uh, sounds like a lot of fun. So, um, and, and then one last question for me, Lindsay. Um, is there any opportunity for uh, people to learn how to carve a pumpkin or is this all um just to come in and to see what they all look like when they're really done well
3: uh so on saturday nights we do have a pumpkin carver Mm. demonstration so um you could talk to our pumpkin carver and um get some tips i'll give you one tip is that you're supposed to carve um, when you cut the top out you're actually supposed to cut from the bottom you don't take the stem off the pumpkin so you're supposed to actually make the hole on the bottom
1: that is an awesome idea who knew yeah besides after a little while the top falls in so i like that idea that's a good one yeah so saturday nights uh the experts are there to show you how to get it done what time do they arrive and and do their uh presentations
3: that's from 7.30 to 9.30 on Saturday.
1: Very good. This is all at the Ingham County Fairgrounds, weekends right now through the month. It's a really cool idea, a uh, great way not only to see this, really it's artwork uh, made with these forever pumpkins, but also uh, get an idea of uh, some some great tips on how to be a great pumpkin carver. I've, I used to do this a lot when Tyler was little. Haven't done it a lot uh, recently, but I always have a good time. When I'm doing that with, with kids and such. So uh, you might want to head out there on a Saturday night and find out how to do it. The information can be found on the Jack O'Lanterns Unleashed at this website, jacksunleashed.com. It's all there, and then head there on the weekends to the Ingham County Fairgrounds. Tim, we're going to head to uh, Auburn Hills next. We're going to find out about Brick or Treat. When we come back, right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with special guest host Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism. And Tim, I know we're going over to Auburn Hills uh, to the uh,
2: big mall out there. We are. And you know what? This is uh, going to be an event that everyone can relate to just about because we're going to be able to speak with Clint Perry and you know what he is Dave he is a master model builder of Legoland Discovery Center and they have a great Halloween themed event going on right now Clint nice to meet you and I want to learn all there is to know about turning bricks into your um, pieces mm-hmm. of art pieces of art there you go for the Halloween uh, celebration so welcome to the show and tell us about your exhibition
0: Thank you. Well, uh, yeah, so we like to really go all out for Halloween at Legoland. So uh, I have built more than 50 life-size Lego pumpkins that are hidden all around our attraction for guests to find. Uh, Also, we have a miniature model of the city of Detroit we call Miniland that has tons of Detroit and Michigan landmarks that are represented out of more than uh, two million Lego bricks and so we have filled it with all kinds of special halloween scenes so we actually have a halloween parade full of all kinds of like monsters and goblins and Mm -hmm. skeletons we've got a skeleton marching band um we've got witches flying around the Detroit Rensen, uh so it's just kind of we we really try to make sure that we uh make Halloween a lot of fun for Legoland um and then we also have uh giveaways guests get to come in uh and we give them Lego bricks that they get to take home that they can build their own uh special Lego monster so it's just we we really try to make sure that we kind of have a lot of fun things to do for Halloween cuz as the weather kind of gets gross outside you might like to spend some time at Legoland.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I bet and Clint we should we should make sure people know uh Legoland is at the uh, Great Lakes Crossings Mall. Uh it really is. great great mall and it's really cool that that Legoland is there. How long you been there by the way? Do you have any idea? I don't remember.
0: Uh Well, so Legoland Discovery Center has been here since 2016. We opened in March 2016, and I have been here the entire time. So I'm the original master builder for our attraction.
1: Ah, how very cool. I was there at the grand opening. It was a a lot of fun, and and it did bring back so many memories, as Tim was talking. Uh, You know, when my son was growing up, we built so many things, and quite literally— uh, in my uh, office at the home, uh, we have all these uh, little things that we made out of Lego, still on shelves today, all these many years later. That's pretty Perfect, cool. Yeah, yeah that you get. My, to my be shelves part
0: of are rather full of Lego things <laughs> as well.
1: Yeah. Well, so how did you get get started in being a master builder?
0: Well, so anytime that they open a new Lego Land, or anytime that a master builder moves on for whatever reason. Uh, they hold a competition called Brick Factor. Uh, it's a two-day competition where you have to build things on the spot with no instructions, just a theme and a time limit. Off you go. And uh, so for my competition, we started with 100 hopeful builders. Uh, they whittled it down to the final 10, and I was the last one standing.
1: So, but, but education-wise, this is not something you go to a class and learn how to do, is it?
0: No, 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 no. Um, so it... For the most part is self-taught. So I've just been building since I was about four years old. Uh, I never really stopped. When I got into high school and college, I did get into a lot of computer drafting and a lot of Lego design on the computer. There are a number of free programs that you can get on the internet that will allow you to kind of tinker around on the computer and, and build the things that you can imagine when you might not necessarily have those pieces available to you physically. Uh, and so I really got into that kind of design aspect of it when I was in high school and college. And so it was just kind of a perfect fit for me when the opportunity came up. And and so, yeah, it's just something that I've kind of always been doing. Um, I I will tell you that the majority of master model builders have a degree in either art, engineering, or architecture, uh, but my degree is in English literature, so <laughs> follow your dreams.
2: <laughs> well, have you always had an affinity for Halloween?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, It's something that is a lot of fun because there's a lot of opportunities to do silly things out of Lego, whether you're Mm -hmm. building pumpkins, Lego also provides a lot of witches and skeletons and bats and and little pumpkin head monsters and all kinds of things. So um, I feel like Lego is already very well tuned for Halloween. And so it's just a perfect fit. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and your event that uh, you're hosting right now through the month is called Brick or Treat Monster Party. Uh, So tell us what happens during uh, this month.
0: Yeah, so uh, we actually have a special Halloween movie because we have a 4D movie theater um, that is uh, regular 3D glasses, but then we also have weather effects. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got that special monster party movie where you uh, actually get to experience a fun uh, like monster rock and roll concert. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we've got uh, a special pumpkin build area where you can actually get to build your own Lego pumpkin just like the master builder does. Um, we've got, yeah, the Halloween takeover, there's kind of some scavenger hunt things that you can look for. Uh, and then, yeah, we're also doing the giveaway. You get the free monster just for coming to Legoland. And then we also have some other treats. We've got, you know, snacks and things for the kids as well.
1: Now, do you offer classes at Legoland, uh, so that people can learn how to make things? Um, or um, is it just kind of learn on your own, just like you did?
0: It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of play on your own, self-guided. Um, but, uh, Anytime that I am here, which is at least 40 hours a week, you can always talk to me and I will uh, kind of give you some build pointers or you can just show me the cool stuff that you're making and, and uh, yeah, get, find out more about what it's like to be a master builder.
1: Does Lego actually have uh, a kit already um, developed specifically for Halloween or is, or is this one of those holidays you have to just kind of make it on, on your own?
0: Oh, no. Lego is always producing seasonal sets. Um, so I think right now just off the top of my head I know that they do have a set that's got uh, like a a black cat and a pumpkin and Mm -hmm. and a mouse popping out of the pumpkin Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah every every year Lego does produce a line of seasonal sets and and Halloween is one of their uh, one of the ones that they hit every single year.
1: Well Clint it really sounds like a lot of fun I mean every time I think about uh, you know you know using the the Lego bricks and making things Uh, It just reminds me of of good times uh, when my son was a little guy. Um, I suppose that Legos have been extremely popular for a long time, but did the Lego movies really make Legos even more popular?
0: Um, I I think that they helped bring Lego a little bit more kind of to the forefront of popular culture. Um, But I think that Lego has always had a a very strong following. Um, It's one of those toys that's, so very versatile that you can really make your own play experience however you want. Um, and that was something that I always did growing up. I I always liked to kind of mash my Lego sets together and I've got pirates fighting against cowboys and that kind of thing. So, um, that's kind of what the Lego movie really did was kind of take that experience and put it up on the big screen. But I I think that Lego has always been popular and that just kind of helps Really, kind of bring it to the forefront of of uh, social culture.
1: Well, it's it's a lot of fun, and I know it it will be even more fun for the holiday season for the entire family to head over to Great Lakes Crossings and check out Legoland: The Big Brick or Treat Monster Party going through the month. I want to thank Clint Perry for being with us today, and for the website, uh, it is Legoland discoverycenter.com you could do the forward slash michigan to get to the the michigan store itself find out more what a great deal of fun i'm sure and you know tim i, I want to thank you again for being the guest host today uh how was the
2: season this year in mackinac island uh did it go pretty well yeah and still going strong dave and, and as you know we were just um named as the third most beautiful place to have uh, all foliage in the entire country by wow. USA Today, so up against those folks in the Northeast and some others, and really nice to be involved in, and associated with that kind of a, of a product.
1: Well, Mackinac Island gets so many accolades, I hadn't even heard that one yet. It's <laughs> kind of hard to, to keep up with it. And, it, and it is a really cool place to go in
2: fall. It's a little quieter, and uh, I, I just think it's, it's great. You still have a few weeks left, right, of the official season? Yeah, the season will end at the, you know, the last weekend of the month of October, as it typically does, and plenty of time and, you know, smaller crowds, prices are a little lower, and there's a lot of sales in the retail shops. That's a good idea. Well, we're going to talk to you
1: in more detail about uh, what's happening at the Halloween time on Mackinac Island as we uh, keep the theme of family Halloweens for today's program. And coming up next, we are going to uh, one of my favorite uh, villages, Crossroads Village in the Flint area. That's coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with special guest host Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism, and we're talking about family-friendly Halloween events, which I am really happy that Amanda Munson, our producer, put this program together, because as uh, Pete Karlowitz is tired of me saying, I actually, I I don't like being scared. (laughs) So, you know, so the family fun things I'm all into but those really scary things I don't like too
2: much Um, so I'm happy we're doing this program and where are we going to next Tim hey Dave we're gonna go to Flint and we're gonna talk to Melissa Mahan and she is the manager of Crossroads Village hey Melissa how are you
4: I'm doing great guys how are you doing
2: all right uh,
1: glad that you're here today Uh, before we get into the the Halloween event information at Crossroads Village why don't you tell us what Crossroads Village is
4: yeah, absolutely. Um, Crossroads Village is a open-air museum. Um, it's uh, based in the 19th century, and we officially opened in 1976. Um, we have a collection of buildings out here, including artisan locations um, and also vintage rides. Uh, we offer shows in our opera house, and we have a uh, steam-powered locomotive, so we offer train rides um, throughout the seasons as well.
1: Now, are all of those buildings from Genesee County, or do they come from even farther away?
4: Yeah, uh, so most of the buildings were moved from um, different places in Genesee County. Uh, We have a couple that were built on site, and we have one that actually came all the way from Dearborn.
1: Oh, cool. All right. So as you go there, for people who might be uh, familiar with, uh, let's say, Greenfield Village, it's somewhat (laughs) like that, and this in the Flint area, of course, and it it really is fantastic. You mentioned that train. Does it operate this time of year? It does.
4: Um, We convert it to our ghost train. Mm -hmm. We even have decorations all along the train ride.
1: Oh, uh, It's a pretty cool thing. I love that. I love the carousel. Just love everything you have there. Oh, thank you. So during this time of year, the month of October, you have an event called Halloween Ghosts and Goodies. <laughs> what is that all about?
4: Yeah, so we um, invite families out to have an evening of trick-or-treating. We have 20 trick-or-treat locations, um, and one of those trick-or-treat stops is a donut and cup of cider. We also have a magic show in the opera house. As we said, the, the train is running. It's a 40-minute train ride. Um, we have a straw maze, and the vintage rides are running. And the whole village is is decorated and lit up, and there's music playing, and it's just a lot of fun. Staff is in costume. Um, we encourage visitors to wear their costumes. Um, it's just, a like you said, it's, it's not scary. It's just spooky and fun, and, um, yeah, it's really great.
2: Sounds like it's a great way to kind of end the summer season, and uh, it must be fun for you and the staff and a lot of creativity, I'm sure.
4: Absolutely. Um, Our staff did an amazing job uh, decorating everything, so all of these historic homes actually turn into the trick-or-treat stops, so they're different, like, theme locations. We have vampires and witches and Mm. ghosts and spiders and, yeah.
1: Now, there's uh, an admission price to get in to Crossroads Village, right? And, and, and is yeah. there additional cost to do things like the Magic Show?
4: Uh, the Magic Show is included in the cost. Um, the only additional cost would be the vintage amusement rides. And all of them are only one ticket apiece, but those would be $1.50 per ticket or 4 for $5. Oh,
1: wow. What does it cost to get into uh, Crossroads Village?
4: Yeah, so we offer a village-only ticket if you just want to come out and do the trick-or-treating portion, Um, and that is $15 per person, and if you would like to add on a train ride, that would be $25 a person, and everybody gets candy, so it doesn't matter, young or old, um, everybody gets to to come out and get their treats.
1: Uh, Nice, and you say 20 themed trick-or-treat stops along the way, including that cider and donuts and in uh, all um, it, it just sounds like a lot of fun now is your magician like on staff or do you bring a magician in from somewhere
4: uh, we actually bring him in uh, his name is Jason Hooty. Uh, he'll be our magician this year he is absolutely amazing um, he's been with us for actually uh, a long time he comes out every Halloween and uh, you, you just can't beat it he's he's fantastic
1: uh, Crossroads Village is one of the the number one attractions in the Flint area. Uh, has been for quite a while. When did you guys open up?
4: In 1976, um, we officially opened uh, Crossroads. Um, the idea of it started uh, back in the late 50s, early 60s, and um, we they we are uh, Genesee County's bicentennial project. So they got the buildings moved in um, they got a plan in place and had everything ready to open on july 4th in 1976.
1: wow i don't remember if the huckleberry railroad was part of the uh the park initially but i think it's a it's really a treat and you're not just Mm -hmm. on that train for a couple of minutes either how long is the ride during the uh the halloween time
4: yeah it is a uh, about a 40-minute train ride um, and it starts right here at Crossroads, and it's going to take you down through the town of Genesee past uh, Mott Lake, and it's going to make a loop, come back, make another loop, and it'll bring you right back here to Crossroads Village so you can uh, finish your, your trick-or-treating and, um Yeah it's really really cool
2: and with all that trick-or-treating of course you say that costumes are encouraged do you do any cont- oh, yeah. any contests or it's got to be a lot of fun seeing all the people come with all their different uh, variations of costumes
4: it is one of the best parts of of the job for mm-hmm. sure you see so much creativity you see uh you know, families will pick a theme and come out, you see homemade costumes, um, you get an idea of like what's really popular with like the kids, you know, so
1: yeah. Well, you know, I, I used to not really, you know, we, dress up, but I guess we're all used to wearing masks these days, so it's not a, not a <laughs> yeah, problem yeah. anymore, <laughs> so it's, it, it'll work. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and you know, I, I love the fact that you actually use the buildings that are on your campus, like the Opera House, the Caldwell Opera House. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing. Can you tell us about it?
4: Yeah. Um, so, originally, the, the building that it's located in is a, it's a very, very large brick building, and it used to be located in downtown uh, Fenton, Michigan. It was basically their main street, um, and they brought it to Crossroads um, brick by brick. Um, it also holds not only the Opera House, but uh, our general store is located there. The cafe where you can get um, some food and stuff is is also in that building, um, and it's it's just a massive building. And uh, yeah, it's it, it is our main street. It's kind of the the focus of the village.
1: And the Halloween ghosts and goodies event uh, is happening on the weekends through the month of October. And then yeah. you you uh, actually have this during some of the weekdays as well, right?
4: We do. Yep. Um, weekends uh, through. Halloween day, we are open noon to nine. And then on the weekdays that we're open, the select weekdays, we are open from five to nine. And you can find all of those specific days on our website.
1: And the website is GeneseeCountyParks.org. I want to thank you, Melissa Mahan, for being with us today. The Crossroads Village Manager, uh, the Halloween Ghost and Goodies event Uh, happening this month, a really good idea as a family Halloween activity. You know, in the old days, Tim, uh, the olden days, back (laughs) when we were kids, you know, the only Halloween things you would have is on Halloween night. Remember, we would all dress up Mm -hmm. uh, and... In Michigan, that meant sometimes in the snow, Mm -hmm. where you had to put your coat over your costume, (laughs) which always bothered me. Mm -hmm. And you go out in the neighborhood. It
2: just doesn't happen as much as it used to. So I love that they do these types of events. And it seems like it's all month long as we're learning more about uh, with these things that we're talking about today. And it's amazing when like storefronts turn into Halloween stores and the variations, and you can buy anything, especially online, for any kind of costume that you might want. So it's really turned into a huge event. It's cool. Well,
1: you know, on Mackinac Island, I I can't tell you how many times I've been downtown, and I see downtown, you
2: kind of have kind of like a Halloween <laughs> uh, feature attraction there all the time. Yeah, the Haunted Theater. The Haunted Theater. Yeah, it's there year-round, and, and uh, kids for, for years and years and generations have been getting scared to pieces out of that thing, and, and they absolutely love it. It's fun when you walk, by and you might hear a scream or two Uh, so that's always fun and um, yeah it's just a a part of the you know the charm of downtown Mackinac it it is pretty unique
1: because you you know you're you're going somewhere back in time and and you have all this kind of nice vintage everything and then here you you you're right downtown uh, and then you see this this haunted theater. It's it's a pretty cool thing. I've never actually been inside.
2: <laughs> well, so. you know, I haven't either. It's not because I don't like them. It's just I just have a not, I don't have an affinity for being scared. I'm the same way. You know, I'm the same way. So but I love the fact that you can do all
1: these things. Well, um, you, you have just a few weeks left of uh, what's happening in Mackinac Island. And uh, we're going to spend the next segment to really talk in detail uh, about uh, what's happening this fall on Mackinac Island. Before we go into fall,
2: I just have to Say during the winter time, it's it's possible to be on Mackinac Island, right? Oh, it certainly is. Uh, we have a, a couple of lodging facilities that stay open year-round. We have a couple of events that. Um That people can get involved in. We can talk about that in the next segment. And um, yes, it is a pristine place to be in the wintertime, but you have to be prepared. You don't want to come unprepared on a winter visit to Mackinac Island.
1: I I tell you, I I was just blown away last winter. I was there for a special activity at Mission Point, Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) I just thought it was so beautiful. And we're going to feature fall in our next conversation, but think about winter sometime. So we'll talk about Mackinac Island next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan with Tim High, our special guest host from Mackinac Island Tourism. And Tim, I'm happy you're here because the final segment is all about Mackinac Island in Halloween weekend time on Mackinac Island. And uh, besides that, I'm always happy when you're here. You've been the
2: guest host many times. We have over the years, Dave. And um, in fact, I think it was about 32 years ago that uh, you started this bad boy it's uh let's see 22 years ago 20
1: let's see 23 years ago uh travel michigan started so it's been around for a long time and no small part because of uh, your work so thanks for everything you do in mackinac island and and here we are uh talking about halloween your end of the year
2: is your halloween event it really is and Um, You know, on Mackinac Island, we're only open about six months every year, and you kind of are looking for an event that you can really let the air out a little bit after, you know, we don't get many days off in the summertime, and you've got six months to make 12 months of revenue. And um, it's kind of deja vu where you know, it's like the same thing, or Groundhog Day where it's like the same day yeah, I bet. repeating itself. repeating itself. So it's really nice to have a kind of a party at the end of the season. And we do it with Halloween. It's typically uh, the weekend before the real holiday, which gives people, you know, multiple times to celebrate. But this year, uh, it's going to be Friday, October 27th and Saturday, October 28th. So that, that final weekend is your big Halloween e- event. And, mm-hmm. and, and that includes a lot of things. So I see you have, among other things, Things, the great turtle trail run yeah you know that's quite the event and it's beautiful because uh, you start at mission point and you get to run uh, into the inland part of the island which is I, you know i've i've
1: run around and mm-hmm. i've biked around the exterior many times mm-hmm. i'm always saying go inland mm-hmm. you
2: know it's beautiful of course in the exterior but the inland is just magical it really is. And it, again, we, talk, we say the word pristine a lot, but it really is. It looks like people, some places on Mackinac Island and the inland areas look like no one's ever been there before. Yeah. So yeah. you're looking at things that have been untouched. And uh, what a great place to be motivated to run. It's a little hilly. You've got to prepare for it, but it's a, just a fantastic run. We'll have a couple of thousand people up for that.
1: Do you know how long that, uh, that trail run is? How many miles. 5.7 miles. 5.7 miles. Oh, that's doable. That's doable. It's All right. doable. All right. yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's about 10K,
2: I think. Yeah, all right. So you also have the Haunted uh, Trail and Maze. Yeah, this is new. This is at Grand Hotel, and it's part of their Woodlands Nature Center, which has really been developed over the past couple of years, and there's a, a small charge, $5, for non-Grand Hotel guests, and the proceeds are all being donated to the uh, Give Kids the World, which is a, another thing that Grand Hotel donates to, out of the many things that they donate to. But it's such a great little area, Dave. You've been back there. Yep. It's by the Secret Garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the lot of mazes and the new putt-putt course, a new BMX bike um, track that they have there. Oh. So a great spot for kids and a, and a great way to spend uh, your Friday evening. That That's a really beautiful little area.
1: Uh, and, it, and, you know, there seems to be like almost... Uh, separate little ecosystems on Mackinac Island (laughs) but that area I think they have like a lot of cedars there Mm -hmm. and that's just a really
2: cool thing so to kind of go through that uh, trail and maze that would be a good thing Mm -hmm. now do you do trick-or-treating? Trick-or-treating is just a favorite thing that we do on Mackinac Uh, as we've heard from other guests uh, that we've had on today it's just so cool to see the creativity that families have when they come to the island and of course they're coming over on the ferry a lot of them are with their costumes on and they make it a full family day and if you're staying on the island Um, and as they go through trick-or-treating let me start there up and uh, down main street all of our restaurants and all of our shops are just so happy to see you and um, have very generous gifts to give you and make sure you stop at the Mackinac Island Tourism Bureau where we will um, already have a lot of candy waiting for you. Um, and then in the evening, if you're spending the night, because the ferries don't run that late, mm, there yeah. are adult costume parties. And, Dave, there is, are some unique things that are going to be <laughs> done and seen on Mackinac Island on uh, Saturday night, the 28th. Mackinac after dark. <laughs> yes, All right. right. <laughs> well, you
1: know, it's it's kind of interesting. I was looking at something a little while ago, and uh, they were saying that the number one adult party occasion of the year is <laughs> New Year's Eve. No big surprise, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. The number two is Halloween. That kind of surprised me. I thought Christmas, Thanksgiving, I don't know. But uh, the number two adult like party
2: occasion is Halloween. So here's a situation where even adults are encouraged to wear costumes. Oh, absolutely. And you don't have to drive home. You can walk back to your hotel and it's just a, a fun night. Uh, costume p- parties or some contests going on up and down Main Street and uh, not very difficult at all to find a party that suits your taste. Yeah, I bet. Well, Mackinac Island
1: is known for having live music, a lot of live music, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it downtown at the pubs and restaurants and such. Are they mostly gone at this
2: time or are they still, um, you know, doing all the, the live music and everything even this weekend? Oh, sure. Yeah, hmm. lot, lots of live music. And again, it's a, it's a party and very festive and uh, lots of music all year long uh, from, you know, from May until the end of October. Well, it's,
1: seriously, if you think about it, Mackinac Island has got to be one of the biggest supporters of musicians. Grand Hotel alone mm-hmm. uh, with all the, uh, the live music that they have there. And then uh, downtown. I mean, there's there's a lot of work for musicians for musicians, not magicians, <laughs> uh, on Mackinac Island. It's it's a great place any time of the year. As we gear down for this big season, I know a lot of people are already thinking about next year. Is it too early to to book
2: a package or to book nights at at, uh, Mackinac Island? No, it's not. Uh, You go on MackinacIsland.org and you take a look at uh, the lodging facilities that we have, and all of them uh, will be able to... um, book you for for next year. So, you know, it's never too early, and we always encourage people to book early uh, just so that they can get the kind of room and accommodations that they want and at the lodging facility that they want. Well, you know, we had my son's wedding on
1: Mackinac Island last Mm -hmm. year, and it was the perfect day. Mm -hmm. on the perfect place. It was just stunningly beautiful. Um, And and I couldn't imagine it having gone better. Uh, But one thing that we learned uh, is that it's pretty darn busy. Uh, So it doesn't matter what... (laughs) what time of the year you want to have your special occasion like a wedding or maybe a family get together or whatever you really don't want to put it off so this is not too early even for next year
2: no you know planning is the key so that you're not worried about planning when you're on the island and you just get a chance to enjoy and make sure that you can soak up all the great feelings that you get there
1: yeah yeah and you know there have been some big changes to the island and for many years people would always say especially travel writers they would say okay what's new on you know various <laughs> places what's new at mackinac island and i used to say well actually it's not the new that they sell they sell the old uh but but you have had a lot of a lot of changes a lot of uh, i guess i'll call improvements
2: um all around the island you want to just tell, tell us about some of those changes that have occurred well sure and most of them are behind the scenes so it's amazing with the turn of the century last century Buildings that we have, it's amazing how much money it takes to be invested into the infrastructure. So, the grand hotels of the world, the mission points of the world, all the hotels up and down Main Street, the millions tens of millions of dollars going into improvement that you may never see but if it ensures that it's going to look exactly yeah. the way you saw it the first time or the second time or the last time then it's well worth it and that will make sure that, that the island can last for a very very long well, time. well that's that's one thing that really hit me last winter when i was there as i was snowmobiling
1: around the island mm-hmm. which was you know the way you get around the island in the winter time uh, went by Grand Hotel and here were all these workers working on that famed front porch. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, they do this work in the winter time. Of course, because the people aren't there. It's it's uh it's amazing what they do.
2: Yeah, that's a multi-year project and the, again, just on that project, the tens of millions of dollars that are going in. Um to uh, work on the facade in the front of Grand Hotel. It's it's just amazing, and it's just a testament to, um, A, the, the durability of the business, how much people love coming to the island, and, and in this case, to Grand Hotel, and um, just that they... The owners know that it's going to take that kind of investment to make it last forever.
1: Well, it's just such a special place, and it's made special because of the people who are there, who are constantly thinking about uh, creating that experience for people. And, hey, it's an investment. You really need to think about it, and it's a special place. And um, and you'll never forget a trip to Mackinac Island, especially at trick-or-treat time, Halloween time, so you can still get out there for the rest of this year. Tim, thanks for being the guest host today. Tim Hi from Mackinac Island Tourism. Thank you, David. And that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan for this week. And you have graciously accepted to come back next week. So we'll talk with Tim next, and we'll talk to you as well. Here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org.
0: Let's go traveling.